0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: This is the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Broadcast from the studios inside the Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Yes, the Classic Auto Mall is a real mall just one hour west of Philadelphia at Pennsylvania Turnpike Exit 298, featuring nearly 1,000 classic, vintage, and barn find vehicles for sale under one climate-controlled roof. Now, here's your host, Classic Auto Mall president, and the man with all the toys, Stuart Howden.
0: Oh, that cracks me up every time. junior you've got quite the radio voice, so... Uh, You're
2: welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it suits you and wherever you happen to be in the world and timing and all that good stuff. Today is show number 118, uh, wow. which will air for its first time on America's Web Radio on December the 9th, 2023. We've had quite the year. Um, mm-hmm. Consignment-wise, has been through the roof. And sales have been much better this time you know, November was amazing and December starting out amazing. So um, you know, thanks. We always worry about the economy and all that, and it doesn't seem to let me not let me say this out loud. Knock on a little bit of wood. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to affect us as much as it seems to affect other businesses. We seem to be, God dare I say it, somewhat recession proof.
3: It there's always something, you know, somebody's, somebody's always buying ourselves. That's right.
0: That's the beauty of it. So, um, and you know, the, the fun thing is, is that, uh, or the nice thing is, I should say, is that our, our scope and size of inventory allows us to always have something for somebody. So it's not like, Oh, we're, we don't have any of those today, but maybe check back mm-hmm. with us in a couple of weeks. Yeah. We got 10 of those. It's true. This morning, 60 Corvettes. I checked. Is that right? Yeah. The uh, inventory today is. 1085 oh, cars. In it's almost 1100. Yeah. And thanks to the Pat Travers band again for our uh our music and intro and all that stuff. We appreciate them. Go support them if you see them out on the road. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter too. Newsletter uh newsletter.com. Classicautomall.com is our website and it's got all of our inventory with about almost a hundred pictures for each vehicle. Uh, but also check out our YouTube site because we're really starting to get some content going on there as well too. Test drives and how to's and podcasts and all kinds of different stuff. So mm-hmm. we're just going to be content heavy. That's right. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscri- Classic Auto Mall. Yeah. Subscribe to it so we can get paid somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> but TikTok is going through the roof. And I'm still blown away by the, the demographics on t- TikTok. Mm-hmm. But it's actually older people. It is. It is. It's not just kids dancing and lip syncing to whatever. There's a lot of that on there, too. But I would imagine so. I mean, there's a lot of everything on there,
3: right? It, everything. Educational, entertainment, dirty stuff, <laughs> and, and cars. Lots of car content.
0: Is it? <clears throat> excuse me. Is it, um, the educational side of it? What can you, I mean, aren't they limited to short videos? And so what? Wait,
3: no, you can go as, lo- you can go up to, uh, well, there's a 10 minute limit actually on, on gotcha. some, some, nobody so wants to sit could, for 10
0: minutes. You could do some learning in 10 minutes. I
3: learned how to, uh, this is the greatest thing on TikTok <laughs>
0: <I'm> <laughs> out of all the things I've know, learned.
3: <laughs> if you tap an egg, if you tap the fat end of an egg with right. a spoon mm-hmm. until it makes a little cracking noise, have you seen this? And uh, it no. releases the yolk from the, uh, air sac that's right. in the egg and it all comes. I mean, it's the greatest thing. I use it every day. <laughs> I know it's not car related. <laughs> no, it's not even
0: close. Egg related though. It's, Very egg related. It's fascinating to me. Wow, so anyway, and you call me going down a rabbit hole, Wow, <laughs> well, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. well so, not everybody's got food to go with exactly. There's
3: so. lots of car stuff on there too educational well, you know you can learn how to do stuff
0: well, and that's one of the things that we're going to be doing is showing mm-hmm. people how to consign a car, showing people how to do different things. Uh, I can hear you guys talking in the background, yep. um, there you go. We, uh, there's a lot of different things that you can do educational wise when you're, uh, going to our classic auto mall YouTube site. And that is we're going to teach you how ship your car and, and insurance and just anything that we can do that'll help the process of owning a classic or special interest or collector car. Um, then we're going to, we're going to try to put it out there for you. So in the coming months, you're going to see a lot of content on Mm -hmm. on there and TikTok. And, and of course then uh, by virtue of just default Facebook. Facebook and Instagram too, right? Yeah, that's right. All that will right. go on there. As uh, absolutely, well too.
3: it's all cross cross promoted, and uh, we did a nice little skit with Alyssa and uh, and Garrett over yeah. the weekend. It yeah. was a lot of fun. That's yeah. coming up and uh, cool little mini film,
0: well, if you and will. You, and you know, uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny. We're going to make Garrett an actor, and that's all of n- a sudden he'll have a new hat to wear around here. Garrett <laughs> is my stepson that works for us as one of our car specialists, and. Helps with our transportation as well, too, and uh, all-around good guy. He's uh, he's become quite the uh, uh, student of Classic car world and learned a whole lot in about three or four years that he's been here. So yep. uh, hats off to him and thanks for all the hard work that you do and and come on over for dinner tonight because we're <laughs> having steaks again. Nice, <laughs> he gets he gets quite the meal package, you know. That's part of his negotiated deal. Right, Man, awesome. I want meals. So anyway, um, where might you add? We're, uh, here, we haven't done a show in three weeks, so you know what that means. A, a lot, lot of ca- a oh, lot of cars, a lot of cars sold. Where did we sell cars? You say yes. Where? Why, let me tell you, Steve. Okay. How about Mechanicsville, Iowa, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Newtown, Pennsylvania, Studio City, California, Gilbert, Arizona, Malvern, Pennsylvania, Carlisle, Pennsylvania, Northeast Maryland, McAllisterville, Pennsylvania, Royersford, Royers Pennsylvania, Ewing, New Jersey, Mount Etna, Pennsylvania, Warrington, Pennsylvania, East Sound, Washington, Billings, Montana, Lapeer, Michigan, Elverson, Pennsylvania, Mesa, Arizona, Salisbury Mills, New York, what N- What is that? I'm still getting that wrong. Oh, New, I don't know what it is. Somebody will call me and correct me. No, cl- no clue. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Media Pennsylvania. What, what state? Uh, New York. No no clue New York. All right. Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Washington, D.C. Havertown, Pennsylvania. Bradenton, Florida. Pontiac, Michigan. Montauk, New York. Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Carver, Massachusetts. Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Norfolk, Virginia. Cumberland, Maryland. Jacksonville, Florida. Lake Wales, Florida. Sydney, Ohio. Cape May Courthouse, New Jersey. Alexandria, Ohio. Holly, Pennsylvania. Palm Harbor, Florida. Atlanta, Georgia, Slatersville, Rhode Island, Hamburg, Pennsylvania, Cornelius, North Carolina, Lititz, Pennsylvania, Brookhaven, Pennsylvania, Red Bank, New Jersey, Sayville, New York, Raleigh, North Carolina, Philly, Williams, Arizona, and just Australia.
3: Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm Eight, out of breath. 18 states, one country, one All other right. country. That's amazing.
0: That's three weeks of sales, but, uh, but man, I mean, it's been busy. And of course, you know, what's selling? It's a little bit of everything and it's, it's hard. People say, can you, Put your finger on the market of what's hot right now. No, mm-hmm. I really can't. It's it's everything. Uh, just when we think that it's going to be a Model A Ford is the next thing to sell, and then it's a Corvette, and the next thing we think it's going to be a Corvette, it becomes a pre-war Rolls-Royce, and it's really, really hard to predict what the next thing to sell is. But we have noticed that we have been talking to our clients about lowering their prices after the cars have been here a certain amount of time, and we're seeing a tremendous amount of activity on those said lowered cars. So we're calling people up and saying, look, your, your, your 120 or 90 days is up, uh, but we're happy to roll it over and continue to market your car and have it in our showroom, but we're going to have to do a price adjustment if it hasn't sold because usually the only reason a car hasn't sold is because of price. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there could be other reasons, uh, but, but usually it's price. There's, there's a but for every seat. It's just a matter of finding out the right price point. And so we try it at maybe a higher level to begin with just to see if, you know, maybe the market has shifted a little bit because we don't always know. I mean, you don't know if the next guy's going to walk in and just say, I'll take that one at whatever price. That. They're not even asking price True. It. Price is not the the negotiating thing. The car is the car that they've always wanted, and if they pass on it now, they may never get one. By the way, it's snowing outside for those of you who are <laughs> listening to us on twelve nine twenty three. Who would be in our lobby? Which there's nobody. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, there's
0: actually a lot of people in here. There today. is. It's busy today. So um,
2: they came in to get out of the snow, yeah. the, the blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, and Pat Travers' update. Yes, I'm looking at their uh, tour dates, and I say, oh, Boca Raton, Virginia Beach, uh, and then it's. It says past shows, so actually no upcoming shows. No scheduled. upcoming shows.
0: So well, we'll uh, we'll find them somewhere out there. I'm sure they're going to be touring again. So sure. anyway, some of our new inventory in. We got the 1966 Ford Fairlane 500 in Nutmeg over black. I love that color. Mm-hmm. Name, nutmeg, beautiful. Now this thing. Have you seen this? Thing? Yes, 501 I have. It's a cubic inch one. Yep. stroker Tremec T- TKO 600 manual Wilwood brakes, upgraded suspension, Morrison chassis. This thing is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The amount of time and effort and money, and trust me, for the asking price for this, you could not duplicate this thing if you tried. I mean, that's what people fail to realize is a lot of these prices, they say, oh, that price is too much. Well, you know, the $50,000 car, the guy spent a hundred building mm-hmm. it yep. or more. That's- and you see that all the time. And people say, oh, I, I saw a car on Mecum or Barrett Jackson or one of the sites and it sold for, you know, 200000 and my car's as nice as that. Well, A, no, it's not. And B, the guy who sold it for 200 might have had 300 in it. You don't know. So just because you see it doesn't mean that it's it means anything in relative terms. It doesn't mean that they're making a $100,000 profit.
3: Right, right. So it's always more to build a car than to buy it built. Mm-hmm. And this car is spectacular, really one of the nicest yeah. Fairlane's we've
0: had. Yeah, it really is. And and that's a neat body style, too. I mm-hmm. love the Fairlane body style. So uh, if you get a chance, you can check out all of our inventory at ClassicAutomall.com. Um, how about this one? The 68 Camaro convertible. Have you seen this one with the six cylinder? Sure. No. <laughs> oh, this is the one that looks like fact, like came out of the factory. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Great car. Yeah. Factory yeah, fresh, yeah. matador red over red, uh, 250 cubic inch inline six for a Camaro convertible. And <laughs> yeah, two speed. And a two speed power glass.
3: It's incredible. Woo-hoo! It's incredible. This is the way that people bought
0: them as daily drivers. They, they were, they and, was a, what they called a secretary's mm-hmm. car or the, the, the Thunderbird was like that. And the Mustangs with the six cylinders were like that. And not to, <clears throat> Excuse me, diminish the secretary sorry i didn't hit my cough <laughs> um but that's what they were called because they were they were not they, it they wasn't being bought like uh, a lot of the guys in the era were buying them for their you know high performance high points, they wanted the fastest baddest mm-hmm. biggest uh-uh. the 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 ladies back then wanted the look of the Mustang or the Camaro but they didn't necessarily care about the big motor in it and some of them even cared about fuel mileage back in the 60s so uh this thing is pretty amazing though uh it does, it's surprising because most of these that you see you don't see you know why because the guy's going to buy this car and put a three ninety six in it and do all the Craig rest SSTs, of yeah, and, and all the the mm-hmm. mods that you do. Yep. Because it's a prime candidate mm-hmm. for that. You wouldn't do that on a car that came with a big motor and had matching numbers and all that stuff, but one that came with. This type of motor or has a replacement motor and nobody knows where the mm-hmm, original motor mm-hmm. is. And that's a perfect candidate for a resto mod or, you know, some kind of interpretation of
3: that. Well, I hope the new owner will keep it just as is, but I, that's, I, that's not my choice, I but it, it is too.
0: perfect. It's really a museum piece. Uh, it's like getting rid of your dog and you want to make sure it goes to a good home, <laughs> right? <laughs> just nope. you want the car to go to a that's good true. home. <laughs> so the other new inventory, the 1999 Plymouth. Plymouth Prymouth. Plymouth Plymouth <laughs> Prowler convertible. Oh, yeah. Prowler yellow over charcoal black. But this has the lamp. They call it the Lamborghini doors. They're not really called that right? scissor doors or scissor Lambo doors. doors. Yeah. And they open up. It, uh-huh. I'm on radio. I'm doing the right of, of up, but, um, it's really this thing has got a lot of cool touches to it. The, the doors like that, the LED underbody lighting. Um, and of course these things were pretty interesting cars. I mean, they were, um, a lot of people felt they were underpowered, uh, mm-hmm. when they came out, uh, and, you know, hoped that there would be a small V8 in them. And of course they didn't. Uh, they had a 3.5 liter V6 with a four speed automatic, but, uh, a very cool looking car and a retro rod looking car and all the looks of, of a 1930s hot rod with all the reliability of a new thing, almost a resto mod factory built, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. Um, uh, but this one's really cool. That's, They're only made, I think 600 of them in Prowler yellow, Mm -hmm. which is the Mm -hmm. color that this one is in. And it's really a cool car. Also. And uh, if I may say, like
3: many of our owners, this owner happens to be super meticulous. I couldn't find, I couldn't find a flaw on this car really on the paint or chrome. And he's got a lot of chrome touches in there and and for show and stuff. It's neat.
0: When we return, uh, we'll take a quick break here. And uh, again, don't forget classicautomall.com. We'll uh, be visiting with a guest in the studio, Kevin Mazzicola from the Philly Auto Show. When we were back on the classic automall podcast, in a couple minutes
4: if you love classic cars you're going to want to listen to the classic car show with tom cox and richard lentinello on america's web radio live every saturday at 9 a.m eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app
5: it's a museum it's a showroom it's an experience The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studios in Morgantown, Pennsylvania with my buddy. Kevin Mazzicola from the Philly Auto Show, Pennsylvania Auto Show. State. Right, State. Right, <laughs> as my grandmother used to say, right church, wrong pew. <laughs> and they never let me in usually. <laughs> well, lightning can strike in odd places, right? That's Kevin, true. thanks so much for being yeah, on the show today. I know you got a busy day today, and uh, no, it's on. my
6: pleasure. I was going over to the Hershey for a meeting, but uh, wanted to stop in. And it's been a while since I've been here. It changed and, a little. Uh, yeah, I remember we're <laughs> talking. It used to be a furniture store with that beautiful oak. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, he now, said
0: with a little tone.
6: Yeah, and now you have beautiful metal that oh. harkens back to memories, which is kind of like what the auto show does, especially in, in some of the areas of the show.
0: Absolutely. You know, what's really cool is the auto shows, not just you guys, but a lot of them, realize that the cluster, the collector car world should be participating in these because people like to see the, 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 the comparison
6: between new and old. Yeah, it is. You know, the, the Philly Auto Show is iconic, and it's generational. Correct. And what better way on generational to have what we call back back in the day way where Mm -hmm. I know you'll be participating AACA and uh, our friends from, from that organization. But it is, we do surveys at the end of the show. Um, uh, to find out what went well, what mm-hmm. didn't, what was hot, what was not. Right. And the classic vehicles rank right up there with the exotic some Isn't years. that crazy? Because yeah. it's memories. Because yeah. grandpas are bringing grandsons mm-hmm. or dads or moms, and they're like, yeah, that's cool, but you should go see this car when I was a kid, because mm-hmm. cars are memories. Right? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and we see that here all the time, where people come into classic automobile, and they're not into cars, they're not car people, yet all of a sudden they go, Wow, this has brought back memories and I wasn't thinking of that when I came,
6: before I came. There is no product that a person buys. Uh, over the years that is more attuned to that person and their family because mm. of the memories, you don't remember your last tube of toothpaste. Right. You don't, maybe at home, I, I understand that, <laughs> yeah. but you're not in your home with Sally at the drive-in in 1973. Exactly. You know, yeah. you're not taking somebody to the prom and we saw that with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. People, not that we didn't have a love affair, but that was a safe place and that's why you saw sales in this country explode. It was crazy. On, and there wasn't enough of them yeah. because that was, they wanted something nicer, newer and a safe place so they could go to the birthday or the bar mitzvahs or even my daughter's prom was cars going <laughs> right. by you know so right. it was a weird right. time and i think that really reinforced what the motor vehicle is to people in most cases right
0: when the pandemic hit did you feel like we did that maybe it was over that there was going to be no coming back of it i mean i, I thought for us when we were going to close and be done
6: yeah um uh, I'll say it on the dealer side, not the show side. Sure. But on the dealer side, uh, y- yes. You know, if you remember, we could not even legally sell automobiles in the state of Pennsylvania right. for a significant period of time. That's like a baker can't sell a cake. Right. And then you had hodgepodge's of different states allowing sales in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so you had New Jersey able to sell or Delaware or Ohio, yet we still couldn't right. because it was on a state-by-state base. It was an absolute mess, yet no one could ever forecast you <laughs> The consumer and the resiliency and the importance of the motor vehicle in the sales that we saw afterwards. No one could have predicted right. that. And it was a time that, uh, will be on its own 10, 15, 30, 50 years from now. They'll be talking about, you know, what was going on with the pandemic right. and the automobile industry.
0: Well, and I think what we realize is we're a pretty resilient country and yeah. we can get through a lot of stuff. Although it was funny. The liquor stores were closed <laughs> and people we were going over to Delaware. I tried to get <laughs> legally or not. I don't know. Our kids were going to ship us some box wine from Texas <laughs> and it didn't work out too good. Yeah. The back it's never showed up. I'm not sure if somebody intercepted it or it just got Well, you know, that's, just
6: that's important stuff back then. That was, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I can guarantee you there's three things we're not going to run out of if there's ever a pandemic. <laughs> Toilet paper, paper towels, and red wine. <laughs> there should be a book about that. I think there time. should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what can you tell us? So we're about, what, two months out now from the show. Uh, is that right? right? No, see. the 12th. Well, the black tie is the 12th, the 12th. and then the yeah. show
6: starts the 13th, yeah. Saturday.
0: So we're January. January. So we're a month. Than uh, a week. That's right. Go. We're in the we're in the throes of it at the office. This, yeah. this, this year has gone so I fast. I know. It is really amazing. So, what can you tell us? Exciting. That's uh, going to be coming up at the show in uh, January.
6: Well, uh, overall, shows have struggled with that pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't even have a show in twenty one, and so as things come back, each show is getting bigger. We'll be taking the entire floor at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, and. That is important for those people. The number one reason why a show is important is because it's unique. Right. Because everybody's going online and digital and maybe even buying a car online. And that's fine for a certain amount of people. But for most, as we said, it's memories. And not everybody buys a new car that often in their life. And so it is a unique, tangible way. And that's become more and more valued Mm -hmm. in the sense of the way the world has changed. And so it makes it more unique. So people are coming, generations, we call it fueling. Uh, Philadelphia, um, and we're going to fuel concepts. We're going to fuel classics. We're going to fuel their imagination and, and really set the bar in a sense of the consumer and coming to that show and what they expect. Sure,
0: sure. And one of the things I read that you had said in an interview previously was the fact that a lot of people may do a lot of their purchasing online and ordering and checking and looking, but the last piece of the puzzle is seeing that thing in person. That's right. And what better place to do that at a,
6: with, with not a selling, it's not a selling
0: show. Right, exactly. So, that's
6: why the families come and, and they come because the young kids well one it's January it's cold and you can get out and the <laughs> right. average person spends about four hours at the show. Right. Uh but they they get to, to see things that they only see on a magazine. I've said before, it's the internet in reverse and people are hungry mm-hmm. for that, especially for motor vehicles. So yeah, it says uh chocolate brown on the on the screen. Well, you'll see what it is actually right, at right. the show and it's not selling. So you can, you know, look through those vehicles and no really compare, no pressure. There's product specialists to answer questions, but there's no selling mm-hmm. on, which is what makes that special.
0: Well, and, and online, you can't tell if a car fits you. And that means that, can you get the seat adjusted just right? Is the, my partner has, you know, gargantuan feet and he has to <laughs> you get like, he wears like 18s or something. And, and that's, you know, he's got to make sure that his feet will fit up into the well.
6: Uh, especially SUVs, you know, SUVs and pickup trucks are 80% of the brand new market. Right. It's, it's all, <laughs> it used to be 50 50 not that long ago. <laughs> and, you know, people are there hitting the hatch on these small SUVs. And can they put Charlie, their black lab, in the back? Or can mm-hmm. they put their crate back in there? Right. And that's that's the beauty. And it's fun, right? Because you have, you know, like I said, the classics. You have custom alley. You have e- the e-track, which has become very big. Maybe we'll right. talk a little later yeah. about electrification yeah. yeah. and what's going on in the absolutely. country with that uh, in the next segment. But um, it's, it's a unique way to see that, mm-hmm. and it's fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And have you seen, you know, you talk about nostalgia and talk about how important that is to America. Has everybody here seen the new Chevy Suburban commercial? Oh, yeah, my god. It's a blue? Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. The lady's got dementia or something there. Yeah. And it's just – it is – I mean, there are some amazing – what they spent to do that commercial was unbelievable.
6: The, I mean, they captured – they captured what they wanted to capture exactly. and and the memory. And we all, I mean, everybody, not everybody, but a lot have a family member afflicted. And you don't know what sparks them. Right. But I could imagine that that suburban sure. sparking that in that situation with the husband that she's had so long. It was great.
0: Especially question. when, you know, they reveal it. When you take a car cover off of a car, you know, most reveals happen that way, whether it's at a in a new car show or a. Hot rod builders unveiling and it's always taking the, you know, pulling the curtain back as they pull it back and and reveal it. And that was part of it. And I think that's when you see it in that format, it really makes you. It, it creates excitement and desire and all that. And that's what you're in the
6: business of. Sure. And the the, the building that you have here that we're having the studio mm-hmm. in is a testament to that, right. right? I mean, look at the vehicles and the care and the ownership. And you said earlier about a dog and finding right. a good mm-hmm. home. That is a great analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love these vehicles, but for whatever reason, uh, they need to be selling them. Mm-hmm. And they've had such care. And this, this is a testament in some ways of why auto shows and why the relationship between the American consumer for over a century is reflected here in these walls.
0: Absolutely. And you know what's interesting is that we have literally had deals kicked because the seller wouldn't sell it because he found out the buyer was going to hot rod the car or do something different to him. And he said, I'm not going to sell it to him. I, I, I can't know that.
6: Well, they're family members. That's right. They absolutely and are. they are family members. <coughs> and, and they're named. They are named. <laughs> That's funny. We had When I was in high school in Helena, Montana, right. a buddy of mine had a green 1968, uh, Travel all International oh, Harvest cool. and it was only two wheel drive and it had like uh-huh. 27 doors I can't remember <laughs> and it had a straight six whatever mm-hmm. it was uh, three on a tree, I think, yeah. and uh, we called it the Unc. The- and we, well, we're going to get the Unc out tonight. Absolutely, and we, you know, we didn't pick up a lot of girls, but we thought we were pretty cool. I mean, pretty darn cool. Yeah. Well, how, so, you know,
0: there's not, Montana wasn't very populated back then. No, there were many well, girls there's, there's, two there's,
6: so. uh, there's a joke in there, but I'm not we, uh, absolutely. <laughs> did you
0: do a lot of fly fishing when you were in uh, Montana? I did fly
6: a lot of skiing. You know, grew up, born and raised, yeah. University of Montana, oh. Harvard of the West. Yeah, I say absolutely. when everybody asks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love and, it. And uh, yeah, uh, we we're Grizz. So a great state. And I ran the Montana auto dealers right out of college and was assistant lobbyist there. Then I got the head job in Wyoming uh, for the Wyoming auto dealers at the legislature in Cheyenne in uh, 1997. Philadelphia opened up. and, And long story short, here we are. My wife goes, you know, I. I, I don't know if I want to travel back He's like, It's a great opportunity. Right. Um, we'll mold it. They have a lot of resources. They need somebody young and try to do some mm-hmm. things. I was right. younger then. Sure. And yeah, I I, he says, well, <laughs> I'm not raising kids there. And I said, well, of course not, honey. 27 <laughs> years later, uh-huh. you know, uh, we've had a great life so far in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. My
0: wife came here kind of the same way. I was. We, I told her that if we ever moved again, we were in the center of the state in Lock Haven. If we ever moved again, it was going to be closer to Kansas City where the kids and the grandkids yeah, are. Yeah. And we didn't move closer, but we moved closer to an international airport, which allows it, yeah, yeah it's all God. it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, it's you know, it, to move to a new place and and to start over, if you will. And did I read correctly that the Philly Auto Show started in 1902? Yeah, what? The? Yeah,
6: I know. I and I we whoever was the historian. You should see in my office. I have minutes and the bud the budget from 19. I think it was 12 or 13. Right. Was like. 40, something, $4,200, $4,300. That's a lot of money. Uh, this, our budget is a lot more yeah, than that. Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> so. Yeah, so um, and the consumers, uh, you know, my favorite time at the auto show is Saturday morning when we open up and watching the young kids with their parents or their grandparents and, and running down and looking at those vehicles and running the Camp jeep or running to the Lamborghinis mm-hmm. or running to whatever and just wide-eyed yeah. and just excited. And that makes parents excited, too, to be able to do something with their family uh, as we fuel Philadelphia. Yeah, and I, I, we see the
0: same thing here. I mean, it's amazing the, uh, the the way that you see a grandfather, father, and son, and and they're just all enjoying it, just equally. Yeah. And, and, you know, the great thing about it is cars do that, because you'll see grandpa explaining the look of something or what he did to one he had or what happened in that car. And I mean, you just see it every day in here. And I would imagine, uh, Saturdays are great at the Philly Auto Show, though. There's no question about it because it is so many people in there. I mean, it is just elbow to elbow of people in a good way.
6: In in a great way. And about half of the people that come to the auto show will buy a car in the next 12 months. So there's the business side of that. Sure. And we understand that by doing a survey when they come, are you in the market or do you think you will buy but then we surveyed them, you know, 12 months later, did you buy? Right. And, and that's the business end and why people utilize that because uh, they can compare a lot of vehicles in their niche in the atmosphere that you and I described right. uh, in a fun way, in a day way, in the middle of winter yeah. and, and, and enjoy themselves and see the inter- Internet in reverse.
0: Well, and, and like we have, we see the same thing at auctions where it's a mass of, of, of available stuff all in one place so you don't have to drive around to every dealership in town and that you know that's traffic and cumbersome and you got the whole
6: family getting in and out of the car and all that now you can go one place yeah See everything. Well, right and it's, we've evolved, uh, we evolved in, in two ways. One, that e-track that we'll talk about, right. but also, in, uh, evolved in the sense of, of the consumer now is looking online about what they want. Absolutely. And, and it's a funnel, right? So they're, they're looking at all that, but some of them wait. We see that in sales. They're now a, a month out from the show. You know, we can wait a little longer. Let's just compare it to all of these vehicles and not on a computer screen. Exactly.
0: Cause it's hard to phone. look at that. Absolutely. 100%. When we return, uh, we'll talk more about the Philly Auto Show, and Kevin will enlighten us about some electric car stuff going on there, too. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes on the Classic Auto Mall podcast.
4: Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, Contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor.
5: It's all about cars and car people on the Classic Auto Mall Podcast. Listen to new shows every week on americaswebradio.com at 9 a.m. Eastern. After that, episodes are available there and on podcast providers such as Spotify and Google Play. Each week, Classic Auto Mall president Stuart Howden serves as your podcast host and interviews personalities from every aspect of the automotive world. Collectors, photographers, classic car dealers, and everyone in between. You don't want to miss an episode of the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Check out more at classicautomall.com.
7: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about megadollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Don't forget to go to our website, ClassicAutoMall.com. You can also catch the podcast, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout's kind of cool. That's kind of a new (laughs) one. I did not. (laughs) No, they just, they, they tell me I have a little cheat sheet up there. Yeah. yeah. That's how I, yeah, that's how I've come off as being so smart. So, um, we were talking about off the air about concept cars and, and hoping to see General Motors bring more of them out into the market and let people see those because I can tell you that in Chattanooga, I was doing an event not too long ago and they had brought some of those concept cars from the Heritage Center at General Motors in, uh, Detroit. And they were the most futuristic, cool looking cars, and the kids were flocking to them. And that's important. We've got to maintain
6: that. Yeah, I, uh, I wish they did more, uh, even you know, I've been doing 20, the show twenty-seven years, and I remember when it was much more common. We do have a great concept car coming, the Buick Wildcat. Nice. If you've seen that, that yeah. debuted in Detroit a little bit ago. So uh, we get them once in a while, but we, we used to have six, seven, eight, and right. not just Philly. I mean, they just don't do them. They just don't do them. They just, right, they're right. investing, and
0: in, they're not pointing you guys out and saying we're not doing it for them. No, I don't think I anybody. think
6: what they used to do is they would would send these vehicles out and get the styling cues of what the public like, right. and kind of get that done. Now I think they do it with computers and focus groups. Well, listen, and they every, don't use the same process. Every
0: designer and every engineer went to the same school, and he's yeah. after the same thing: to get the most amount of fuel mileage out of the car, and mm-hmm. to get the most aerodynamic out of the car. And that's why cars. People, you know, say, "Oh, a lot of cars look the same." Well, it's because of the same. They went to the yeah. same class,
6: same process. Yeah. So. Um, before we get into EVs, I was going <laughs> to say uh, I remember we were talking about memories. I remember my grandfather's. Uh, garage, and my father-in-law had owned a dealership in Wyoming, and I remember going into his garage and that smell, mm-hmm. and I walked into the store. What was the first thing I said? I said, oh, I love that smell. It uh, it's just, certain... it, it is, um, classic. Yeah. And it's...
0: I don't know if you'll have those with... This is a nice segue. With electric cars. No. <laughs> what a well, batteries smell like. you. <laughs> well, you know, I could my first I, I could say I led you there, but I didn't do anything. You just took it. Um, you know, uh, what's your take on electric cars, personally? I, yeah, what do
6: you think about it? I um I uh yeah <laughs> no I got it you know, know we're going we're going to electrification All right, I'm going to be more I'm deciding sure. how blunt I should be right, but right. Uh, we're, the, the fleet of vehicles in this country is going to change Absolutely. is changing before our eyes uh, the the problem is it's difficult for a government um, and or the manufacturer to make a market if the consumer isn't ready yet. Uh, and some are and right now electric vehicles make up a pure electric there's so many acronyms and names mm-hmm. people get it's like buying mattresses right. they're all the same they got different names and they price <laughs> them tires the yeah matter. all right so so you have uh, a scenario of the consumer though uh it's about 8% of the of the market but some of the the, the goals or through the EPA and by the way we have three different entities controlling emissions and what's going on mm-hmm. with these cars you got the federal government right. you got the government of California right. and 17 <laughs> states abide by that and then you have the EPA coming in right. and having their own say right. but with all of that they're looking at 40% maybe by 2027 and you've heard the comments from other GM and others that they're going to be free of all of that right. so I don't know how we get there, because the early adopters take that 8%. Absolutely. And getting there between 8 and, and 40 is very difficult. With that said, we're moving. The product's coming. Sure. The billions of dollars have been invested. Right. Um, and technolog- technology can change. So my caveat in what I'm saying today mm. could be completely wrong right. if they go to solid-state batteries or do things like right. that. But it's very difficult with the infrastructure um, to get that widespread. So I don't know if the cart got before the horse, the product before the infrastructure but it's certainly a concern in regards to um, living, because it's a different DNA. You mentioned it wouldn't smell like this. No, exactly. it wouldn't. And living with one, um, which I've, I've, I have a, a hybrid right. uh, plug-in, it gets about 25 miles. It's wonderful, because I can go to work and back and not burn any gasoline Right. right. if I have to go places, but I, I don't have to worry uh, and right. have the apprehension. Uh, with that said, the e-track, though, as that market goes there, Is very important. You know, the show has always been a a bastion of education of the consumer, whether it was 1902 that you had mentioned Mm -hmm. or today. And as that portfolio transitions to electrification, the consumer has apprehension. People do not uh, dispose of their money when they're apprehensive. Mm -hmm. And so the e-track with the manufacturers that are on there, it'll be five or six manufacturers. By the way, go to (laughs) phillyautoshow.com You'll get anything (laughs) there, working on that feverishly and updated every day. But it gets them in these vehicles and there's also discussions about charging and what to do in your home because you know the infrastructure at home that's why it's difficult in Philadelphia. How are you going to charge a vehicle the Yeah, yeah, the home yeah, and mm-hmm. you know what happens yeah. yeah. So um, it's it's a way to get people some of these people You know, there'll be forty or 50,000 people who get into an electric vehicle that haven't really been in an electric vehicle. So they feel the torque, and there are some advantages through that. So it's coming, and we're trying to educate them on the product that's going to be on the dealer's lots two, three, four years as far as propulsion is concerned.
0: Well, I can tell you, too, that education on a one-on-one basis is much better than just somebody reading it on the Internet because, A... You don't really know for sure what's true and what's not true when you're reading something on the Internet. And B, when you have that one-on-one, it's just like with us when we go out and do shows at the Philly Auto Show That's or it. other shows that we do. Our best marketing is one-on-one with the consumer. Correct. And we talk about things. And, and listen, I think that there's a place for electric vehicles. Don't get me wrong. I'm not this purist who's yeah. got gasoline in his veins and says, you know, come hell or high water, I've never got. I get an electric car. Listen, they had electric cars in the early nineteen hundred, probably in 1902 at the Philly Auto Show. There were electric cars. I found there.
6: an ad. <laughs> right. I found an ad. And, and they were fighting. They are yeah. fighting between combustible engines and electrification. Obviously, yeah. combustible yeah. engines won.
0: And there are so many things that a, that, a, that an electric vehicle makes sense for. A lady who lives, uh, you know, a widow by herself who lives five miles from everywhere she goes. A, a retired guy who just goes to the golf course and the country club and, and to the grocery store and all that. Downtown areas that people are not driving long distances. Where, where I think the stumbling block is going to be is for people long distance to want to drive to Florida, want to drive to California. Now, can they make a car that can... Re- charge off the the energy off a tire rolling down the highway probably maybe that's the way that, that they'd be if it becomes or solar or something you know who knows what i mean there's all yeah. the different ways
6: the the uh i'm i'm for evs i agree uh, with you i'm uh, just concerned about the process to get there yeah. and and how bloody does it have to be in a sense of of what's being made the consumer taste the the, the affordability of cars mm-hmm. is an issue Right, it's an issue it's an issue.
0: whether it's EV or or, or any combustion it, absolutely,
6: these yeah. are a little more expensive, but yeah. their their price is coming down. But they're all over the whole industry, and then you have rising interest rates, right. and people buy cars by monthly payments. <laughs> That's the number one question <laughs> yeah. they ask: how, What's how my m- payment going to be per month? I mean, it's been that way since Methuselah was here. <laughs> yeah. And and so when you when you get higher price, you know the average vehicle now is in in the low forties. Uh, it's crazy. The average price of a new vehicle. So when you put that on top of higher interest rates, those monthly payments are going up. So it's, it's a big deal mm-hmm. and affordability is a big deal. And uh, on the EV side, that's where the real, um, headway will be made right. is if they can get a vehicle that is Lower price that has that technology in some range, so that the 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 more broad demographic can purchase that mm-hmm. or consider that. Sure. You know, they're not going to consider broadly a seventy or eighty thousand dollar EV. No,
0: and not when also they may or may not falsely or or true or not true if they think that the batteries are going to go bad in five years and you're going to have to get a twenty seven thousand dollar yeah. bill for replacing batteries. Yeah. And of course, that may be an old wives' tale already, but who knows? Yeah,
6: no, it's true in a yeah. certain narrow sense. I mean. Yeah, you right. can take a look at, you know, replacing a Hummer um, or a Tesla yeah, or, or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. So but Tesla, Not the Prius or no, yeah. no. So it'll be um it'll be it is the most everybody says this because it's always changing. That's what's great about All our right. industry. Mm-hmm. Uh But I'll say it anyway. This is the most uh, transitory um, state. Um, of the auto industry, uh, probably since the assembly line with Ford wow. uh, yeah. and Mr. Ford. And why I say that is you have the pandemic and you have what went on with that. And then you have uh, what's going on with interest rates going up. We've seen that before, sure. but all the turmoil that we've seen and the change you have to overlay the fact that the soul of the automobile is changing. Right. And and your relationship with that automobile, whether you like it or not, at some point is going to change because of the DNA and the electrification. And right. that is going to happen. And so it has this robust change This industries always have, but you overlay the change of the soul of the vehicle. And um, it is interesting times for sure for everybody, the manufacturers, the consumers, the regulatory people, the dealers themselves. Mm. Um, um... Yeah, it's going to be crazy.
0: Well, yeah. when you get some of the millennials now, and I say millennials, that's probably in the wrong term, but kids today who are buying cars who don't care, it's an appliance to them. Some of them are just not car people. They just need something to get point A to point
6: B. And that's eight. okay. Absolutely. And, that's, and I'm not going to name manufacturers that make those no. <laughs> washing machines, but they're there. Absolutely. And, you know, everybody needs a really good Maytag. Absolutely. You know, or a Kenmore. And, 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 and that's fine for them. Not me, no, but no, it's no, fine no. for them. I,
0: I want something that I enjoy to drive, and I, if, if you don't stop... Stop and turn back and look at your car after you park it then you're in the wrong car or you're not a car person
6: <laughs> I just got a new car I'm not going to tell you what it is it's I really saw nice. it when you were yeah. and I like it and it's nice it's <laughs> nice and uh uh, my wife was with me. She was with me when I got it and she, I go, yep, I know I bought the right one. You just look twice when we're going into the groceries. <laughs> that
0: is so indicative of, of what, you know, our generation did and, and, and learned about it. And, and, and I, you know just cars were so important. I can remember as a kid making lists of the cars that I wanted to own and what I would do to one if I had it and all these things. And it was all cars. Yeah. I mean, my whole life, everything that you ever did, if you think about it, usually revolved around a car. Yeah. 99% of your life going to have your first child going accidents. to the hospital, accidents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. going to school, accidents that are accidents in the back seat and accidents on the highway, too. Um, but, I mean, so many things that we did evolved yeah. around the automobile, and it's hard not for that to be in, just ingrained
6: yeah. in us. So, so let me tell you a little bit about your space mm-hmm. uh, with the AAC. Uh, that room um, at the convention center, which is the old train shed, right. which is marble and Beautiful very, room. very classy. Mm-hmm. It's the classiest um, uh, uh, space in the country. I go to a lot of shows. Right. It, absolutely. Have you gone overseas? Um, and then putting the kind of product that you have and our friends. Uh, from AACA and our good buddy, yeah. Mr. Jones. Yeah, we Jones. could do a whole podcast we about could. him. Good, we absolutely. He's, could. he's uh, and he looks like Santa, I which do. is really cool. It's, I wish we if you, you probably put a picture up of him. But we've he's had Santa. him on the show. Actually, ah, yeah, yeah. I mean, was he's great. He's, he's just he's fantastic, Saint Nick. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, those vehicles uh, in that area especially during the day when Mm -hmm. that light's coming in, that natural. It is a museum. Yeah, it really is. It is. And those people come up from SEPTA uh, because Mm -hmm. that's from the suburbs. That's where we come upstairs. You gonna have to go outside. And the first thing they do, well, they buy a ticket, obviously. And then they come in, and they are in the most beautiful museum of uh, vintage, antique, classic vehicles uh, in a microcosm mm-hmm. in any place in the country.
0: Well, and, beautiful. And one of the things that we try to, you know, we, we're always trying to pick the right cars to bring. Yeah. You know, that's always difficult because, you know, we're in the sales business, although we don't sell down there. We just, but we present them to them. and yeah. People see them, they go to our website. But it's always a, a balance of, do I take something that's saleable or I take something that's really cool? And really you do, cool, a, you, you do the really, really cool, the really cool always wins. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's always like, and you know And where what? do you
6: go into a museum and you see a, a Plymouth Super? Superbird, yeah, and Mr. Jones has a 1968 Jag and a 37 X- Cord, and, and, a, and a, yeah. yeah,
0: and a Duesenberg and a Packard and.
6: You can name it. Yeah, and, and so it's, uh, hell, that's I almost said hell. Hell, that's the price of <laughs> we admission. We can say hell, hell. We can say that's damn. that's the price of admission right there. And then, of course, they go down to, you know, the Lamborghinis and the Aston Martins. and That's, that's amazing. That.
0: And by the way, the uh, show runs January 13th through the 21st, uh, 2024. So get a chance to come visit us. The Bike Tie Gala is going on as well, too. And don't forget, also, we're going to be broadcasting uh, our podcast from the, the uh, show on Wednesday, January the 17th, 11 a.m eastern time it couldn't have been more of a pleasure to have you on the show and uh i hope you invite me
6: back we absolutely will we can do this
0: every year we can do this before the the maybe
6: we'll bring santa in yeah we should bring santa (laughs) in absolutely
0: we'll be back with the Classic Automobile podcast in a couple minutes see you then
5: it's a museum it's a showroom it's an experience the Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. <laughs>
4: If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr, that's 888-268-4783, or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor.
0: And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall Studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. What a great guest! Yeah, he's, he's so passionate about that. I love guys that are so passionate about what they do, and you know, we we have that here, but you don't always see that, and especially in his end, because he's more in the regulatory stuff and the the legalese stuff and all that good stuff that you have with uh, that goes along with all the fun stuff that we get to do—is just test drive cars. And <laughs> I like, love the auto
2: show. Yeah, it's so cool. It really is. My it, dad used to take me to the Chicago one at McCormick Place. Yeah. So I was like, oh, man. And, they had a 63 Buick that was cut in half. Right. And yeah. they moved the car, and it's like, oh, man, that's so cool. They, and they, the cars would flip over, and the engines uh, engines cut in half,
0: all that stuff. Yeah, the cutaway cars are, are very popular, and they, they still are popular. You still see them at auctions. They're, they sell those. Uh, you know, a guy will have bought one somehow, someway from one of the manufacturers back in the day, and then mm-hmm. he offers it for sale. And those things bring good money at mm-hmm. auction. I mean, it's pretty amazing. But, you uh, know, the Philly Auto Show for us, I mean, in, in 2000, 2018, when we started Classic Auto Mall, January 1st, 2018, uh, we almost immediately got invited to the Philly Auto Show, which was about the third weekend. I mean, we had no time to prepare for it. It was like, oh, by the way, we'd like to have you there. And 6ABC is going to come out and do a segment on you. And we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to blow your business up in one day. <laughs> wow. And uh it happened. And it was amazing. And we went there and the response was phenomenal. And all of a sudden we went from consigning. I mean, I think in January of 18, we consigned like five cars for the whole month in February we consigned like 40. Wow. You know, and, 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 and today that wouldn't be enough, but, right, right. <laughs> but back then, back in the good old days, yeah. 2018, big deal. that was a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that, uh, a lot has to do with, with the, with the affiliate auto show from that success. So we appreciate those guys. We support them. They support us. Uh, it's a win-win situation. We promote them. They promote us. Gosh, how could you ask for a better thing? I mean, Two entities that are looking at the kind of the same uh, end result. So, uh, Some other new inventory that we didn't get to before we had Kevin on the show is the 2014 Lotus Evora S. How cool is that car? Motorsport green metallic over black. 44,000 actual miles, so it's just getting broken in. Yeah. I mean, that's not That's a driver. That's but right. It's a good car. And, and, you know, those are supercharged Toyota engines, the 3.5-liter mm-hmm. V6. Can't go wrong so, with that. Six-speed manual. Um this one is just really a cool, and of course they have such great names. They had the Europa, the Exi, Elise. Elise. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about making it the Exira, the Spree,
3: Esprit. Spree. I, I guess E yeah. is their thing.
0: Eclat. Remember there was yeah yeah old, oh yeah, sure yeah yeah. yeah 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 from back in the way back yeah. And uh what else? Very what cr- yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, I
3: think yeah. it's all of them. I think we've <laughs> named every single
0: Lotus model. Spree was the one that most people are familiar. That's with, right. Though. They would you would see if if you. But Lotus in, or if Lotus was in the dictionary, it would have the picture of the Esprit. I
3: think we had one here a couple of
0: years ago. We did. Yeah. We absolutely did. And of mm-hmm. course they used the Esprit in that James Bond movie. Uh, was it Live and Let? No, not Live and Let Die. It was... I remember who yeah, you are asking here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mr. Non-Movie Guy. Uh, but anyway, the Lotus, uh, uh, Evora is... Beautiful car. Really, really... And it's the S model, so it's got a little more power. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in, uh, 1958, MG, MGA Roadster. Re- British racing green over black. It's an older restoration, but it's held up well. And these are just such fun cars to drive. They're, they're different than an MGB, like a lot of people are familiar with and would see that were built all the way into the seventies. I guess in the eighties, they built Mm -hmm. those. Um, the MGA was a different car. It was lower to the ground. It was, it was more sporting, even though it may not have been fast, fast. Mm -hmm. It felt like it was fast. Mm You know, if you're lower, the lower your center of gravity to the road is, uh, the faster and, and more exciting the car can be, even if it's not going as fast. Is a car with higher center of gravity and all that. But this one's got a light new leather interior. It's an inline four with a four speed manual. Uh, It's got the trust certificate, which is kind of like, I guess, the British version of a build sheet, if you will. It it comes from the manufacturer, tells us about what the car was born with, what the engine number was, and all that. You can get it on Rolls Royces and Jaguars and MGs and. I'm sure other British yep. cars have those as well too. Mm-hmm. So, uh certainly nice to see some kind of documentation of what the car was or wasn't uh when it was born because <coughs> a lot of people don't know. Uh also, uh in is a 72 Ford Mustang Mach 1. Now, you know, you talk about a car that wasn't loved for a long time. A long time. Nobody <laughs> cared for those things. That they were body big. Style. Yeah. They were big and long mm-hmm. and bulky and you know they and a 351 in them which Probably could have used a little more power back in the day, but I don't know. These things have really come on strong as of late. And the Mach Ones are just really popular now. And they don't they don't stick around long. So I, I don't mm-hmm. suspect that this one in bright red over black will last very long. It's got the deluxe Marty report which tells you everything again, this like the trust certificate, what it was built with. Uh, numbers matching, Cleveland uh, 351 cubic inch V8, and uh, factory air conditioning, So Beautiful. which was nice, especially in that big car with the big back window. Giant. Giant. And that's why they put the slats on the back. Uh-huh. Remember the- Yeah, uh, yeah, the louvers. Louvers. Yeah, yeah. And to keep the heat out. Right, right. <laughs> because it was just a big flat surface mm-hmm. of magnifying glass.
3: It's almost so. like a shooting brake in, yeah. in a way. It's got that big-
0: <coughs> It really does. Back, back side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spy who loved me. Oh, okay, thank the, you. The movie. and then actually, the Lotus went into the water, and then it. Had oh, it did. The, it had the little rudder fins thing. I we'll have to and, check that you know, out, like an Amphicar. But.
2: Yeah, there was some show where they uh, in La- they were in Las Vegas and actually restored it for yeah. some museum or something. Well, one of the restore I, car my shows. Buddy
0: down in Orlando has it now. Okay, uh, Desert, who's got the uh uh old Outlet Mall in Orlando? It's mm-hmm. a big kind of doing what we're doing, sort of. It's more of an arcade and mm-hmm. and and kids' place and go-kart tracks and and stuff like that, but yep. they do have quite a collection of cars and quite a collection of Bond movie cars and airplanes and boats and motorcycles and Ooh. different things that were used
3: for right. lot so. of neon. A lot of neon in that
2: place. And a so. lot of
0: neon, too. There
2: was so. a guy that ran, owned a radio station in Philadelphia, Jerry Lee, that had one of the right. uh, Aston Martins. Oh, yeah. Movie.
0: Well, there was a guy uh, I know that... Uh, down, uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. There was a the Smoky Mountain Auto Museum, mm-hmm. and they had one of the DB5 Aston Martins that was from the James Bond movie. And he had bought it. So the guy, and who finally had passed away down in. Uh, uh, Forger had the museum. He had bought it years before it was even collectible, you know, before right. people were thinking about yeah. movie cars being mm-hmm. of any value. Back then it was just a used car. Who cares? You right. know? And then in a DB5 Aston Martin in the sixties, you could probably buy for, you know, $2,500. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you go through the old road and tracks of the old Hemmings. back in the day yeah. you go, Oh man, oh, why? If you why, only knew why yeah. didn't I? <laughs> yep. Why? You know, but listen, at the end of the day, um, you know, people, We don't know. I mean, if we knew everything about everything, then we would then we'd be billionaires. We'd be billionaires could have invented pantyhose before they came out or something something that people use. Soap. You need Marty McFly's uh, future (laughs) sports book post-it notes. You know, there's a lot of things that you could have invented Mm -hmm. that if you knew ahead of time. But just because you knew about it doesn't mean you could have done it right. You know, I had ideas of businesses that are now successful. If I'd had the money to do them at the time, would I have done them the same way? Not necessarily. Would I have done them right? Probably mm-hmm. not. So, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I uh, also want to give a shout out to, to, uh, our friend Harry Hurst, um, uh, who has these wonderful, uh, 24 by 36 inch canvas prints that he pictures he took from sports car racing back in the early seventies in mm-hmm. Sebring and Road Atlanta and Daytona. And, and we have them down our north hallway, uh, towards our bathroom and our north mallway, Um, and they're for sale. And uh, there's probably eight or ten of them in there. If you get a chance, go down the hallway towards the bathroom. Uh,
3: Most people do have the chance. Yeah. <laughs> usually, usually the first stop they make.
0: Well, usually because people have a long drive to that's get right. here. So, uh, mm, yeah. High visibility location. <laughs> that's right. Hey, I think they might have a bathroom in there.
3: <laughs> you would think that would be
0: a negative, but no, that's
2: probably that's a it. positive
0: yeah. for that. Harry also has the uh, Glory Days of Racing. Harry's been on our show, too. He the sure Glory has. Days yep. of Racing on uh, Facebook. And uh, it's become phenomenally successful. Over a 100, I think 150,000 members he has mm-hmm. on his page. And uh, just a great all-around guy. And he has uh, involved with the uh, Simeon Museum as well, too. And uh, great guy. We've had him on. A, we'll have to have him on again Yeah, we, He's
3: got a lot of stories.
0: He's got guy. lots of stories, lot of stories and written some books. And, um, and like I said, the photography is great. I've got about four or five of them in my office. Mm-hmm. I keep pilfering one at a time, <laughs> hoping nobody's going to notice. But I think they do. I get a bill or something. So, uh but anyway i just you know talking about new technology and stuff i just read yesterday ferrari is t- still taking crypto for purchase of a, a right? ferrari's huh. yeah which is interesting because it's like you, you kind of wonder where crypto was so prevalent uh, a couple of years ago and now it seems like you don't hear about it nearly as much. I mean, there's been some.
3: <laughs> I feel vindicated for not getting into it. So I feel like it's kind of on the way. It's on the way down. I've yeah. got, I have no, I know nothing about. it. I
0: know it. nothing about it either, other than it's some kind of online form of payment. And I know that I bought some uh, mutual fund esque. That's right. Uh, uh, crypto currency yeah. was about ten different companies sure. all involved, and it's actually gone above what I paid for. Oh, so that's kind of thinking about dumping it. So <laughs> <laughs> and then it'll take off. <laughs> of course it will, because that's my mo. Uh, but anyway, I, it was just interesting that, that, that any of the manufacturers would take that because it's volatile. I mean, it's not like, listen, if you take a payment in the United States and your business is in Europe, that value can go up and down. But if you take $100 cash in the United States, it's going to be worth $100 cash tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope. right,
3: <laughs> Or somewhere, somewhere in there. Yeah,
0: but I mean… Crypto goes up and down in value. So if Ferrari sells you a car and it's a $200,000, I don't even know if you buy a $200,000 Ferrari, probably not, it's um, $300,000 car, <laughs> yeah. and you pay in crypto, well I mean, what if crypto goes down 50%? Are they yeah, going to call you back I, and I, say, hey, you owe us more money? Do you
3: cash it in? I don't, I see, I I know, don't know nothing about it.
2: Get it? They had a Super Bowl ad where you got
0: uh,
2: $5 in crypto or right. $10 in crypto. So I don't know. I have it. I'm hoping it will go to a million and. And some of these people that
0: have Bitcoin, you know, they have to have this password for it. And if you don't know what your password is, you lose all your money or something. I don't know. Yeah. So way outside of what I want. By the way, too, in case you're still looking, we we still have a few of our barn finds left for sale here. Um Just understand that they probably don't have keys, battery, or a title. <laughs> but other than that, and they don't run. They're cool, though. <laughs> well, they're otherwise. cool. But they're very cool. And they're, you know, very – some of them are more worthy than others. Mm-hmm. Uh But we've done – we had 400 barn finds when we started, January 1st of 18. We mm. took 100 out that my partner said, I never want to sell, so no sense in having them there. And then we're down to about 80 mm-hmm. uh, of the ones left. So we've sold 150 or 60 or 70 uh, of these barn finds. And, of course, you know, usually people are buying them because they have another one just like it, and they need parts, and it's cheaper to buy a whole car than it is sometimes the, the parts. Yeah. You go buy a couple of bumpers. And you could spend a thousand bucks. You might be able to buy a car with a couple of bumpers for $500. Yeah. I worked at a couple of car dealers in there. I, I, one of the wholesalers said it's cheaper. Cars are cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you, if you could, if you could disassemble these cars and sell them that way, you could probably sell them for a lot more money. Yeah. A lot well, of them.
3: But one sold as it's going to be used as a, a display, at a coffee shop or something yeah, like that. That yeah, pickup truck yeah, was so cool. I yeah, thought, what a great idea. Yeah,
0: an old fifties pickup truck with lots no, of patina. No, that way earlier no that it, was, it was, it was. It was thirties.
3: Twenties 20s, 20s. or thirties. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I took yeah. a picture of it because it had, uh, um, what's the green moss growing moss. in the in the back bed? Because it it's sitting for so. Oh, it was wow. really cool. Oh,
2: like what's rock. that? What's that mossy green stuff? Yeah, oh, I it's know, moss. Yeah. Oh, and before we go, I got to mention I, I went back through, took the back route here, and found an army jeep. Yes. I mean, with the with the, with uh, the, bullets. the bullet. Uh, what do they call that? The uh, uh, the sling that yeah. has the shells in it. Yeah. And whole, oh man, it's so cool. Yeah, it's really really cool. It's real
0: army. It's real army. It's not just pretend army. So. <laughs> anyway, with when we return next week we'll have another guest hopefully with us and uh, we'll continue this trend of actually getting people in the studio it's not as easy as it sounds folks so That's you know, right. don't don't call me up uh, griping so right. anyway we'll see you next time on the Classic Automall podcast don't forget to go to our website ClassicAutomall.com see ya
1: You've been listening to the Classic Autoball Podcast with your host, Stuart Howden, Executive Producer Steve Safir, produced and engineered by yours truly, J.R. Russ. Thanks for listening and sharing the Classic Autoball Podcast. Available on classicautoball.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Questions, answers, or comments? Write us at podcast at classicautoball.com. And if you want to talk about buying a classic car seen on our website, you're looking for a particular vehicle or want to consign your classic for sale write us at info at classicautomall.com or call and talk to a real live classic car specialist at 888-227-0914 that's 888-227-0914 music courtesy of the Pat Travers Band for tour dates, contact and stuff visit pattravers.com the Classic Auto Mall Podcast is produced by Car Media. copyright 2023, all rights reserved.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.